you not putting me all out like you that? You did it to me when I went. When, when it was time for no, us to go we live. Went live, we went and live. And you went, you pressed the button when I wasn't ready. So this is t- that was totally different. <laughs> hey guys, this is the Talk Pit, and today we have a special interview from you or for you. Yeah, it's a really dope interview uh, with a man who. Uh, openly admits that he has currently three wives with a son on the way big congratulations on that yes but um it it was definitely a dope interview and it actually went in a direction that i didn't expect Mm -hmm. yep it gives a religious view on it because a lot of people think about multiple wives or um poly relationships they think about it in a certain way so i wanted to put a twist on it and put in your mind why someone would actually have multiple wives and exactly how they feel about it so i think it's a really good idea um to listen up listen to it check it out um if you're in a situation still reach out to us because i I do still want to learn from other people exactly why they're in their situation like why they're in a poly relationship i still want to figure that out um from different people but i think this is a really good enlightening interview that a lot of people need to hear. And as a heads up, uh, speaking to uh, speaking to the guy we interviewed with, uh, his point of view seems more from a polygamy point of view and not a poly. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas uh, a poly relationship, uh, all of the people in a relationship are together. Mm-hmm. Um, for him, these are his wives. Mm-hmm. So his wives are not interacting with each other in that way. Um, but they are all his wives. Right. Okay. Ooh. Oh, we edited out that yarn. No, I'm a little tired. So let me tell you about my week real quick. So this week has been just a week of tests. Back to back. When I say tests, I mean like I feel like I was supposed to pass a few tests that I probably didn't pass this week. A, because my attitude just was like, no. And then B, because it was just a lot that was happening back to back to back. And with us doing the show and me trying to learn how to edit, trying to work, trying to do my hoodie line, check out Vibe. It's shopmillie.com. You know, me trying to do all that. It became overwhelming this week because it's like, as a woman, me trying to be successful and trying to really intertwine other people into my dream, it gets hard. So it's like, at the beginning of the week, I knew who my guest was going to be on the show. I tried to start preparing for the show at the beginning of the week so that everything would transition and it'll go smoothly throughout the week so you can have time to study you can have time to have conversations before because when i get on the camera i want to be ready like i want to have everything that i have to say right here and if i don't have it right here i'll have it like on my laptop or something like that so this week has been crazy because it's like you know um things was changing the guests on the show i probably changed the guests on the show like three times this week and it was just to me it was a lot um i had another flat tire this week because of my hole you know what michigan i never heard it because of that and then i lost a windshield wiper because it was freezing this week we had a snowstorm like nine inches of snow and i went to go clean my windshield kind of lifted up you know how you lift it up to get the ice and stuff underneath it yeah the whole thing broke off right 
So for the rest of the week, I was riding around with one windshield wiper. And then I had the flat tire. And then I told you guys earlier um, this week, my other mat crashed. So I had to buy another mat. So like this week, I will literally say I spent close to... A lot of money. I spent a lot of money this week. And it wasn't the money that got me. It was just the constant, I felt like, just attacks against me. Things popping up. As a... Yeah, it's not a pop-up, though. A pop-up is a pop-up. This no, wasn't a pop-up. Those things are pop-ups. No, no, no. These were like... Flat tire? Pop-up? No. Did you plan the flat tire? Was it on your calendar? No, it's not. not? A, and that's why it's not planned, because it was a tax. All right. So, pop-up. <laughs> it was a tax. <laughs> and I just felt like, you know, I got to a point where I was definitely like, everything is so hard. Like, am I just not meant to do any of this stuff? Should I just quit? Because sometimes, and I, because I don't... I don't see That's life. Never the spirit. I, I know, but I don't see life out of other people's eyesights, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what other people are going through. But this was like it was back to back to back. Hey, I can't do the show. Hey, I can't do this. And it was like to me, I felt like, like you know what? I try to do everything right. You know, I try to meditate. I try to be good to people. I try to be there when they need me to be there. I try to do everything. I'm not trying to get emotional, but I was very upset this week, <laughs> and. It was just, it all led me to this, that I had to stop feeling obligated to other people in my life. Okay. So I felt like when somebody asked me something, if it was a friend or a family member, you know, that I had to do it. I felt obligated that I had to do it. So right. me, I put a lot of stress on myself because I don't necessarily, I'm not going to say I don't know how to say no, but I just, you know, I got that heart where it's like, Okay. You don't like to say no. It's okay. Yeah, I'd be like, all right. You know, even though it's not enough time in the day, like I say, oh, I, I can chip in here. I can help here. I can totally give. Totally get that. I can give that. So, this week have really made me think about, like, you can't, I'm not obligated to do something. If I can't do it, I'm not going to do it. And I'm not about to feel bad for not being able to do something because it's not enough time today. And You're going to have to write things. that down, though. What You're you going to have to write that down. Because... I don't think it's other people who makes you feel bad. I think you, in your mind, said to that's yourself, it, like, you know what? That's what it I is. I should be able to do more. That's what it I is. I should be able to do more. I'm going to do more. And then, once you try to do more, and it's like, you know what? You don't even appreciate it. Like, I need you to appreciate it's it. It's not even about stuff, that. Other, other stuff is popping up. Yeah. Other stuff is going on. I don't have time to help you and do what I need to do. And pretty much you created the situation if you overextended yourself. Yeah. Basically. I found that I overextend myself a lot. So I started to see, yeah, I'm creating this situation because I promised 15 people that I'm going to help you. And then, oh, my week resulted in minimal check. So, <laughs> well, where you were spending money that you just didn't feel like you needed to spend, I was looking for my check all week. All week. I got to a point where you're like, I'm not going to ask about it. As a matter of fact, if I don't see my money by this day, I don't work here no more. That's why I started to feel. But it, it boils down to you got to temper yourself. Calm yourself. You got to understand that, like you said, everything's a test. You've been right. tested. Right. And can you persevere? Are you going to just give up once? Like, oh, you know what? I don't know that question. I'm telling you, I was like. Throw the whole test away. <laughs> Lifting tables in my head. <laughs> like, I literally had, I had my moments. And I usually have my moments to myself because I don't like to get really, like, emotional in front of people. I'm still working that out. 
Because okay. I just, I'm not going to say it made me feel weak, but if it, it feels like I'm just... It makes you feel weak. No, it's not the word. It's not weak. I just feel vulnerable. That's what it is. So... <laughs> Can you run that back one more time? Mind your business. <laughs> so, I say all that to say this. Like, even though a lot of things could be transpiring in your life, um, it could be work stuff. For me, I feel like it is every single um, category in life this week that just kind of was like, okay, let's play. Let's have some fun. And it all went, like, diving in. So, it's like work. Home, <laughs> car, <laughs> business, love life that doesn't exist, and all other kind of stuff. So it's like... Wait, 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 wait. If love life doesn't exist, it didn't get throw itself in there. Oh, yeah, okay. no, it still did. It still did. I still got, like, emotional and everything for no reason. Okay. This week about, like, all okay. kinds of love stuff. Yeah, so... I'm more Lifetime just, movies for you. I don't even watch Lifetime. That's the crazy thing. But I just want to say, like push through like when you hear those voices in your head that say you might as well stop you might as well give up go sit out somewhere go have a drink i mean even though it's nothing wrong with having a drink but no, i'm saying I, like absolutely not those voices that say yeah you're definitely not good enough this stuff keep on happening so you might as well give up you might as well throw it in because it's gonna keep on happening and to me i got it in my head now that whether it keep on happening or not i'm gonna push through because it's going to help somebody. And I got goals to hit. And I cannot hit my goals if I give up. So no matter how pissed off I might get. I might get a little mad. I might throw something off the table. Who knows? Because I'm still working on my anger. But I'm not going to stop. I might, in the heat of the moment, might say, you know what? What's the use? But at the same time, once I snap back into reality, I know the use is... Because it's going to help somebody that need it. It may not help them today, but it might help them another day that they actually need it. And they're going to find it. Right. So, I just wanted to throw that out there because my week was trying. Today was trying. Like, my energy was everywhere. And I've been so trying sour. to get it together. Because it's like I'm, I'm mentally tired, you know. And people don't understand that. Like, I just, I think so much, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like I'm trying to think out work stuff, business stuff, both businesses, and then help people at the same time, help my friends, help my family. So it's like, I don't really get a break. So Sundays are my break day, but Sundays now are my edit day. So I don't get, uh, I don't get an off day. So I'm just running and running so, and running and running. Section out little breaks. I, I try to, like, during the week, after I get off work, if everything is square with the show, I try to take some time and just meditate. And I try to take an hour, but I'm seeing, my, like, myself, that's not, a, it's not good enough for me. So you I'm throw gonna phone work downstairs on... or something. No, like, I literally leave my phone on the counter in the kitchen, go upstairs and wait till I muster the energy to go back down and get it. I don't even have to do that. Nobody don't call me. That's not that's not an issue. Like I, I don't have to do that. I don't have to throw it down or anything like that. My phone don't jump like that. I mean, it only jump if somebody need me. Oh no no. And, but other than that, like the person call me is my son me. and his mama. That's it. Really? Well, normally. But as you seen when once we started recording, like I became popular. I'm like, what? What's popping? People calling me? Don't do it right now, though. Hey, that's but how you know, mean. that's how I go. But you gotta just—you always have to muster up the strength to do what you have to do, right. and you have to give it your best. And I get emotional sometimes. My face get all red. My voice might get a little shaky. 
But it's just that it's passion behind it. Like, I don't care how bad of a day or week I had. I'm going to still get on this camera. I'm going to still give you everything that I have. And then once the camera turn off. Then you're going to fall apart. <laughs> and then I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> you know, no. What was that laugh? And then I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, there it is. And then, I, and then I'm going to cry. Like, all that. But I'm not. I'm not, well, your I'm hair is nice do. today. You all held together. You pieced together. You know what? Your eyes is a little glossy. They so are. So, I know they emotions are. are rising. They are. But, you good. So, with this intro, make sure you guys um, check out the next piece of the show. And have a great week. And take the words that we say to heart. Peace. Peace. Some 400 years ago, Black, Hispanic, and Native Indian people were brought over here to uh, North Central and South America on yeah. slave ships. Right. We were robbed of our culture. We were robbed of the names that the Most High called us. We were robbed of any uh, any, uh, any uh, uh, understanding of who we were as a people prior to slavery. Right? Mm -hmm. And because of that, it was a great atrocity committed. Right? Right. Um, not only did they rob us of those things, but then they gave us their culture. They gave us their God. They gave us their religion. Right. They gave us everything that they needed for us to love and embrace in order for them to benefit from. All right? Okay. So although this interview is about multiple wives, we generally don't start off because it's a meaty topic for especially sisters. Right. right. It's a very meaty topic, a hard pill to swallow. You know, so we generally don't start off like that mm -hmm. because it's so controversial, mm -hmm. because it's so contrary to what you've known your whole life. Right. Man, right? So the reason why those things have been forced to us is because it benefit the other nations. Every time you cash your paycheck, right, mm -hmm. right. your money goes to other people. Never come back to the hood where it's most needed. And because we have, we've embraced this society so wholeheartedly, Right? We can never build up our neighborhoods. All right, so I want to start right, right there. Our leader is Commanding General Yohanna. Right. Commanding General Yohanna, uh, you can imagine back in the, in the 60s and the 70s, the, uh, the, the, the power structure that would come up against an organization that would attempt to pull black, Hispanic, and Native Indian people out of that perception of this culture that I just described. Mm -hmm. right. Imagine the entity that would come up against those individuals. Commander General Yohanna faced scrutiny, he faced persecution, prosecution from those people that would not want this message about your culture to get out. He faced it, he overcame it. And because of that, we we uh, rightfully so call him Commanding General Yohanna. Several, the six other generals up under him okay. that represent the guts of our organization that are the, the fists, the power structure. That, that, that feed us information like I'm giving to you right now. Mm -hmm. right. And because of those individuals, men like myself and the other two brothers that's in this room can have this interview and fill you with a ton of knowledge that you don't have at this point. Right. And I don't say that to be offensive. I'm mm -hmm. telling you for a fact, you do not know what I do. All right? So, like I said, although we don't generally uh, just do interviews on multiple lives, because if we just talk about multiple, multiple wives, you miss you miss out on who you are, what your culture was prior to slavery. Right. You, miss on, you miss out on what the Lord's responsibility uh, or what your responsibility to the Lord is. But for the sake of 
what you need. I'm, I will, we will go into multiple wives, but I would ask that you be a little bit patient with me because in order to explain multiple wives, it's going to be several other topics that I that that I'm obligated to to bring uh, to your attention as well. Okay. So I take the first question. If, if, uh, if you All right. So um, with like you said, it bases it bases all back to our original culture and things like that. Um, who first turned you on to uh, the education? Well, believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, it was. Uh, give me, give me what you say, fashion or something like that. Like everything, the men that you see represent the Israelite school. Okay. Hey, keep it quiet for a minute, please. Hold it down, cut it, cut it off. You don't have a lot of men. It's a lot of people. Um, but the men. Uh, the men that you see representing our organization, it, it wasn't a, a, a recruiting process. It was, it was the most high spirit that overcame us. Like for okay. me personally, uh, I got I got kind of destroyed of seeing, you know, like we used to have mom and pop stores all over Detroit. Right. right. We, we used to be able to go to uh, to mom and pop and get chicken and greens and cornbread, you know, and, and but now. Where do you get your chicken and greens and cornbread from? The Arabs. Right. See what I'm saying? We're not supporting mom and pop anymore. So seeing these things upset me. And I just wondered what would it take in order for my people to realize that they're being used like, you know, just for, for their their uh, their income. That's, that they're still slaves. Okay. What, would it take, what would it take for my people to realize that although we don't have chains around our wrists, we still got them here. Right. You know, we, we refuse to support mom and pop. We, we, we refuse to support each other. So just seeing that experience, I mean, seeing those things, um, you know, led me to a uh, 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 something bigger, something that I really wanted to uh, to relate to my people that would change their their minds in regards to who they should support. Okay. Because all the other nations, they teach their kids to do what? Support each other. Absolutely. Yeah. they sell to them, don't give them nothing. That's what they teach their kids. Absolutely. You can sell everything to them, but don't buy nothing from them. Right? That's our experience in Detroit, and believe it or not, all over the United States of America, even South Central, even the islands, that's the perception of the other nations in regards to how they deal with us. They stick together, but they make sure that we are the divided people. So, in that, in, in, in seeing that, right, mm-hmm. I had an awakening that it was something that I must do in order to change that dynamic in, in, in our neighborhoods. Okay. I want to give you a, I want to give you a precept. Right? Give it to me. Jeremiah 25, before I formed thee in the belly, uh-huh. I knew thee. Uh-huh. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Uh-huh. And I ordained thee. And you did what? I ordained thee. So how I how I get it is from that spiritual awakening that I just described.
So, um, when it, in regards to, go ahead. I just want to say this: we do have an official school in Detroit. We okay. Right now. Okay. Right. We just obtained the school um, about a month ago, so we're in the process of putting the sign out front, getting everything prepared for the flood that I hope will come in here one day and learn about the true culture of Black Hispanics in that community. And I just want to give, give you one precept. Right? Give you mm-hmm. one precept. All right, and then, like I said, in regards to uh, the teachers that you have, uh, how does it play in part with uh, selecting wives and then uh, how you take care of your wives? Okay, um, so a man is not required to get married at all. It wasn't a commandment that you even have to have a wife. Right. So Christ didn't have a wife. Even Paul, when he came into the truth, he denied himself a wife. Right, so... Give me, give me the scripture where it says he who has a, a wife. Oh, that he who has a wife has a good thing or something? Say again? Is it he who has a wife finds a good thing or something like that? That's true, but that, that's one that I would run to. So, like, because of what we what we believe or, or what has been forced on us to believe in this country, we believe that it should be one man to one woman. We believe that... Um, that a man should go out here and get a job, but job was replaced with, or, or slavery was replaced with job. Like, think about this right here. It's very if true. We not, if we were in our own country, right, we would have our own laws, we would have our own army, we would have our own system of doing things, how to deal, our system of how we deal with other nations. But because we don't, and we are still here in America, we are technically still slaves. That part is, is, is very difficult for black people to realize. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm going to give you an example of what makes a people a slave. Right? You remember what happened in the Holocaust with the Jewish people, right? The right. so-called okay. Jews. Now, what happened when they freed the Jews? They gave the Jews a, a, a land mm-hmm. right? over there in Israel. They went in and bonded the hell out of the, uh, the, 
uh, Pakistani people and the, uh, the, uh, the people in the Gaza Strip. They bombed the hell out of them. They made a land mass for those Jews that have been persecuted by Hitler. Right? Not only did they uh, give them a land, but they gave them an ec economic security where all nations went into their pockets and supported these people. Not only that, they gave them technology. They gave them weapons to defend themselves. They gave them uh, constant economic support. To this day, several right. billion dollars from the United States alone go over there to support the so-called Jewish people. So that is what you do when you want to free people. And I'm going to go further. If you wanted to free a woman that was being abused by a man, you wouldn't tell her to stay in that same house, would you? <laughs> no. Turn her out of that house and, and set her up some where else, and then she would be free from him. Right. You would tell her, okay, well, go ahead and just deal with him in that same house. What am I proving? The black, Hispanic, and Native Indian people are still slaves because we don't have our land, nor do we have a standing army, nor do we have an economic structure, nor do we have our own culture, etc. So when you ask the question about how do we approach the, the multiple wives scenario, we don't. It's not, it's not something that we, we lead with. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I, never, I never lead when I beat a woman with, you know, I can have uh, as many women as I want to. Or just all stuff out. That's, that's not how it works. Right. <laughs> that's something that people push on, uh, on individuals that, that don't understand what we really are about in order to distract them from the true message that blacks, Hispanics, and Native Indian people are God's chosen. They don't want you to know that. So right. the first thing they're going to tell you is, oh, them niggas is pimps. They take all their women money and they buy big ribs and big cars. And, but if you look at us, we, we dress very modestly. You understand that? Mm -hmm. We live modestly, very modestly. We're not out of, uh, you know, like, like brothers in, in the hood, they, they, you know, they want to live compared to how we do. Mm -hmm. You know, personally, I have three wives, right? Mm -hmm. But you would never know it in the conversation that you and I have. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's not what I lead with. It's not about that. Right. But let me tell you something. Let me let me let me let me tell you something about multiple wives. Right. You use multiple wives as a means to to build your nation, and that's the reason why it is our culture. Because we need to build black, Hispanic, and Native Indian people. If every brother in America had, let's say, five wives, and each wife gave him wife gave him three children, think about the implication of that right there. You look, you look down the line 20 years from now, you'll see, shit, another 100 million black people. You see? But right. what they want you to do is believe in abortion and not believe in the life that you can, you can make so abundantly by accepting the fact that a man can have more than one woman. So, Slocky, I don't know if I answered your question, but it's, give me that scripture. It's never something that we leave with. I mean, I don't, I don't you know, you know what, you know how I approach women? Mm -hmm. If I have a conversation with women, you know what I want to do? I don't want to sleep with them. I want to tell them who they are as a people. That the, mm -hmm. Lord, the Lord made you in such a special way. But this filthy, disgusting place that you're in got you behaving in such a way. That's what I want to tell everybody. Right. I ain't trying to defend them like that. That ain't hit us anymore. If we wanted to just have sex, we wouldn't be doing it under the, the Bible. We wouldn't be right. doing it under the Bible. Right. So it's a, it's something that people want to tell you first, brother and sister, in order for you not to get the, the big message. You guys chosen people, and these goddamn people that we under right now robbed you of that knowledge. 
Uh, he's just acting. He's just throwing on an image or a cloak to try to get out of it this time. Hey, yeah. Kels, you did it. <laughs> like, you got to do the time. Yes, but with all that, they're still, you know, publicizing R. Kelly and Justice Smollett. You know, Justice Smollett has been indicted for 16 charges. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one thing that I want to hit on for my Illinois listeners. Let me tell you something. They're doing all this. And, you know, they're talking about these people, but they failed to also give the same attention to is that they passed a new law now that if you record a police officer without his permission, that is now a felony. So that means that if you get pulled over and you're recording and the police officer say, I do not wish to be recorded, you have to turn off that recording. It doesn't matter if you can't see the police officer. If you can hear them, you are wiretapping wiretapping or something and that is now considered a felony so with all this same um all this same action that they're doing to publicize r kelly and justice Smollett in illinois they're not even telling their new their people about the new law that's being passed quietly without you guys knowing so that is something that you definitely want to be aware of and let everybody know that now you can get a felon for recording your safety when being pulled over by a police officer. And, and see, that's terrible because you're a public servant. So, like, you are made to be in the public scrutiny, in the public eye, because you're supposed to be upholding the law. Mm-hmm. So now it's illegal to make sure you're upholding the law and not just shooting people in cold blood. Yes, and because they can't afford to keep on paying these families for <laughs> shooting down an innocent person. It's getting mad out here. All these cameras... We can't afford to do the crimes that we want to do, and we're not going to change who we are, so we're going to stop.